Well, you know what? That car later on then, not too long before we got rid of it, it would have been in the mid eighties. Um, was driving it and smelled something. It just smelled like heat. All right. I mean, it just smelled hot. Right. And I got home. That's always a key thing with me. If something's wrong with a car, I'm getting home before I stop. Okay. So I got home, parked on the street, and I looked underneath it. And don't you know that catalytic converter was literally cherry red. Just flaming it was a hot. Clogged converter. Uh-huh. You bet. Cherry red. You heard my dad there. Catalytic converter. Cherry red. Coming in blazing hot. Thank you for listening to my podcast, Memory Mission. The spelling is not a typo. My first name starts with an M, and my last name is Emery. Memory Mission is a podcast that is just that. I am on a mission for memories. Not just any old memories you see. I am extremely blessed to share such fond, wild, and crazy memories with my friends and family. One of my longtime goals has been to capture and share these memories in some way because a lot of this stuff you just cannot make up. But I never would have jumped into this work if I did not make a major life-changing decision two years ago. I stopped depending on a drink each night to cope with life stressors. That is the absolute wrong way to handle it. So I had to make a change, and I haven't looked back since. And with these newfound changes, I have a newfound perspective of life. While unlearning a harmful habit, I knew that then I had the time to start on that longtime goal of capturing and sharing our memorable and wild stories. So I taught myself all that I could about recording, producing, and shaping our memories into fun and engaging audio stories that I believe more people than just my friends and family would feel a connection to. Jalopy, beater, bucket, junker, clunker, hoopty. We've all owned them. Cars that have rusted out, fell apart, caught on fire, flooded, and even blew up. And I guarantee you that over the years, you and your friends and family have shared countless stories of these hoopties and the memories behind them. When I used to complain about driving a car that I used to have to push on the gas and the brake at the same time so it didn't die, my mom said, Matthew, it builds character. Over the next two episodes, you'll hear memories about how character is built, built through our relationship with our cars. But not our cars with heated steering wheels, automatic seats, and even air conditioning. When you're young and trying to raise a family, those luxuries are hard to come by. I'm talking about the cars that we've owned over the years that teach us lessons. Lessons about patience, flexibility, and forgiveness. Hoopties that have taught us lessons in life. The main story arc over the next two episodes are my parents and I fondly or squeamishly sharing memories of our beloved vehicles over the years, starting around the time I was born and ending with two legendary Plymouth Voyager minivans. Throughout the conversations with my folks, I also sprinkle in and share a few of my friends' memories of their cherished hoopties. While these are just a few funny stories about our love and hate relationship with our rust buckets, I promise you that memories of character building cars from your past will scroll across your memories timeline. As you know from listening to previous episodes, I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s. When Sir Mix-a-Lot let everyone know that his hoopty was rolling, 
tailpipe dragging. His heat didn't work, and his girlfriend kept nagging. Hey, when you have a hoopty, it's a badge of honor, and it lets everyone know that anything life throws at you, you catch it, chew it up, and spit it out. I hope you enjoy and feel a connection to our character-building hoopty memories over the next two episodes. A yellow 1978 Ford Mustang that my parents used to own was the first car that I can remember. So it's only appropriate that the first character-building memories that we share are based on that car. When you think Mustang, you probably think a badass sports car, engine rumbling, chest thumping. If you Google late 1970s to mid-80s Mustangs, though, you won't see that car. Like many other kinds of cars at the time, you'd see a much smaller version of the Mustang with a much smaller engine in them. Like my parents, who had a four-cylinder. Next, you'll hear a few stories about that car and how it helped solidify one of my dad's lifelong driving axioms of, if you're driving a car and something goes wrong, whatever you do, don't stop. Just keep driving until you get home. Well, you know what? That car later on then, not too long before we got rid of it, it would have been in the mid-80s, um, was driving it and smelled something. It just smelled like heat. All right. But it just smelled hot. Right. And I got home. That's always a key thing with me. If something's wrong with a car, I'm getting home before I stop. Okay. So I got home, parked on the street, and I looked underneath it. And don't you know that catalytic converter was literally cherry red. Just flaming it was a hot. clogged converter. Uh-huh. You bet. Cherry red. Let it cool down. Next day, drove it to work. Of, of course. course. At Bud's. Of course. Pulled it into the shop. Uh-huh. Alf got out his torch. We cut out the, cher- the catalytic converter. <laughs> and he welded in a piece of pipe, which is incredibly illegal. Incredibly you know, you illegal. Incredibly you bad for the environment because the catalytic converter but, uh, is... <laughs> So that's the story on the Mustang, at least that part. Well, when you sold it, did you did you no. inform the owner? No, I also sold it. Oh, man, I can't. I will deny any of this. I had put new brake pads on it. Okay. But the brake rotors that the brake pads squeeze. Oh, my God. Did those, you retake those, those off before you sold it? No, the rotors. I tell you what, those rotors had a groove in them an eighth of an inch thick oh. from being ground by the rivets on the old pads. But I put the new pads on and it stopped really well. So okay. we sold it for you hey. know, what it's worth. Well, hey, but think of so this. Bad. As we speak of all these cars, um, <laughs> If if you sold it in 1985 or something, the damn thing was only seven years old. Oh, yeah. and and good point. These cars, yeah. when we speak of them being hoopties and whatnot, they were not old in years. Where now a seven-year-old car hasn't even been broken in yet, hardly. Right. Just you got know? rid of the camera. It was 21 years That's old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's insane. Very true. You know. But that car also, the toll road incident. I don't know if you want to hear about that. What was that? The the <laughs> Oh man. One day did we have kids yet? Or oh, yeah, gosh, of course yes. we did. Probably Somebody was watching two. you. Probably grandma and grandpa were watching you and Rachel and Kathy, uh Aunt Kathy and Uncle Steve and I, we had uh we're gonna go to a White Sox game. Okay. The old Comiskey Park. Yeah. So I'm driving, we get on the toll road. Uh-huh. 
and we're heading there. And we didn't get that far down the toll road when I noticed that there was smoke coming no, out. No, no, no. This is how it went. Kathy and I were sitting in the back seat. You guys were in the front. And we kept saying, we smell something. We smell smoke. And you guys, oh, no, no, no. You don't smell anything. Okay, now you can take it over. <laughs> well, I looked in the rearview mirror, and there is smoke oh, no. coming out of the back of the car. Yeah. And I think, well, we're probably okay. Yeah. But they convinced me to turn around. So we yes. did a UE on the toll road. Of course. Went back, of yep. course, that's illegal. Of course. Had to, had to sign out the forms, pay for the whole length of the toll road oh, to get off. Oh, Lord. And by that time, the car, did it even move? Oh, yeah, we made it home. Okay, oh. good. We did make it home. Um, but, you know, us wanting to go to the game, but we did talk grandma and grandpa into <laughs> letting us drive their, their Volari. Probably the Volari, it had which to is been. another story. Yeah. yeah, that's another whole story. <laughs> yeah, but, that's another whole beater. But yeah, so we drove that. And then, it was uh, new then. <laughs> yeah. When we got back and then the next day took the you know car, the transmission was blown. That's what it was. Unbel just <sighs> six yeah. or seven years in, you know? You bet. It's just. Yep. Turns out uh, when we, in yes, retrospect, the original owners- they hauled, they hauled a that's big right. boat, yeah. not it, a little fishing boat, no. yeah. a big fat yes. boat. And it was just thing. a year old when we bought it. We thought, hey, you know, yeah, we, we were dumb. <laughs> we didn't think <laughs> about it. I just, it was so cute. It was. Lord, yeah. Oh, man. As we're listening throughout, think of the point that I brought up with my parents that most of the cars were not that old when they earned the status of a character building hoopty. The story that my parents shared about the Mustang smoking reminded me of a story that my wife Annie's family has told over the years about when their back bench seat caught on fire while traveling on a family vacation. Next is Annie sharing that smoke-filled character-building story. Right, exactly. But then there was an um, the yellow. I don't. Again, I don't know. I think it was an Oldsmobile. Right. Um, but it was yellow. And I think, if I remember correctly, Grandma Schaefer had that car before we did. I think Dad got it from her. All right. Okay. I'll have to ask him. Yeah. But I think that's how it worked. Okay. Anyway, um, we were on a trip. I don't remember which road trip it was. I'm sure Mom and Dad remember, but I don't. Um, and me and Laura and Jeff, of course, sitting in the back seat. And all of a sudden, we start seeing like smoke coming up <laughs> from underneath the, our seat. Yeah, because it's like this—it's just like one big long like bucket seat. Yeah, not, you know, yeah, not, the old school, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah it was not exactly. like exactly. They were not individually section. formed sections or anything. There was one long bucket seat. Correct. <laughs> there was smoke coming yes. up from underneath you. Yes. And what did it feel hot? Um, no, not, not really. Okay. No, but you could, you, if you put your hand down, like farther, like to the ground, yeah. you, you could, it was warm. It wasn't <laughs> hot, but it was, I think yeah. I remember it being warm. Uh huh. And so we kept telling my, and so their seat in the front was also very similar to that. I don't believe that there was a middle section that you could push down. Like you can in most cars, but there might have been. I don't remember. I don't feel like there was. Right, right. 
So they couldn't really see it at first. Yeah. Because the mom had to really like look way over her shoulder, look mm-hmm. over. And of course, you know, they just thought we were horse, jacking around, horsing around, around. So they didn't whatever. believe us at first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they didn't believe us. Uh-huh. Um, and then as we, we just kept telling them like over and over, like, <laughs> like there look. is, look, I'm telling you, there's smoke back here yeah. coming up from underneath our seat. <laughs> like look Correct. back here, and she finally did, and so and by that time it was it was quite noticeable, and so then Dad uh, pulled into a gas station maybe or something. Oh my! On the and side then of the you road were on like and, a family vacation, right? Yes, yes. Good God, yes, we were mm-hmm. pre-internet, mm-hmm. pre-cell phones, mm-hmm. any pre any of that stuff. And I don't know what day it was or where we were or how long. Dad would probably remember right. more detail about that stuff, like how long it to took or like. Where he took it, I think he just found like a local garage and had them tow it or something. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. But literally, I do remember (laughs) the guy taking the seat out of the car (laughs) and flipping it upside down, and it was fern (laughs) under all that. That you know what I'm talking about, like that thick, but. Like crunchy, like <laughs> yes. thick ass styrofoam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was burnt. Oh. It was burnt, and we were like, "See, we told you." <laughs> Don't you feel crunchy, Dad? You feel crunchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Lord. I don't know what was wrong with it, or I'll have or to ask him what the final verdict was in the he, bill and all I, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he, he probably remembers. <laughs> All right, we're going to hit pause here for a quick ad read. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. The entire web is now listenable all in one place. Browse articles and follow any topics that you choose, whether that's sports, news, Hollywood gossip, or even high school principals cracking down on pep rallies. So stop scrolling and start listening. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Memory Mission, is there too. You can start using it as your default podcast app. It's easy. Download and use Newsly for free right now from www.newsly.me or from the link in our show notes. That's www.newsly.me and use the promo code MEMORYMISSION and receive a one-month free premium subscription. When you enter the promo code, please enter it exactly how you see it in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. Next, you'll hear my dad share fondly some character-building memories about a 1980 Plymouth Volari during the summer of 1988. The summer of 1988, I was 10 years old, and I remember two things from that summer. One, Batman. You know, the Michael Keaton Batman, Jack Nicholson the Joker. Every kid in America was wearing that neon-colored shirt with the Batman symbol proudly displayed across the chest. And the second thing I remember from that summer of 1988 was a drought. It was hot. No rain for weeks. Here are my folks and I. 
Oh, yeah. What's that? We got Go the 1980 it. Plymouth Volari Maroon. 1980 Plymouth Volari. Yep. That car, mom and dad, uh, grand, grandpa, guy, mm-hmm. bought brand new. Correct. And it had always been taken care of because, you know, grandpa, he, yes. he understood the concept. Uh-huh. Well, it was only six years old when we bought it. Right. Then, yeah. yeah. You bet. And that, oddly enough, it was probably a little older seven years maybe but hey that's a big deal I thought David deal. was a baby but anyway because yep. we needed to get yeah rid of it had no uh, air Mustang. conditioning and that wasn't because it didn't work it never it came with it just didn't have it right yeah. and I drove that car um, when I was working in sales with a territory in that summer of 88 when it was just hotter than and I would literally get home in from a suit, work though. did you have to yeah, wear a shirt a and tie yeah. the, the, you bet the one- and the back of my shirt would be soaking wet. The back of my pants would be uh, wet from sweating. I even bought one of those wiry beaded seats to help. Yeah, it might have helped a bit, but man, that was hot. Yeah. Again, I remember two things from the summer of 88. Batman and how hot it was during the drought. And to be in a suit. Ugh. And let's be clear. That my dad successfully made it in the career workforce for about 50 years before retiring. And that summer was the only summer that he had to wear a suit. In a 1980 Plymouth Volari with no air conditioning. Trying to sell things to customers in that hot suit. Whew. Now that, my friend, builds character. Back to us describing a little character building trick that I used to use. Because a middle school boy should never let a 150 decibel level loud mufflerless 1980 Plymouth Volari get in his way of impressing a young lady. After that, there is more smoke coming at you. Once again, my dad practiced his axiom of don't stop until you get home. Even if your car is on fire with smoke billowing out everywhere. As you'll see, their 1980 Volari was hot in more ways than one. And then I inherited it after we must have bought a better car. Right. And you probably don't remember this. I would drop you off a few times at baseball and I would say, hey, Matt. And you mm-hmm. look at it and rub the engine because yeah. it was It was loud. loud. The <laughs> Valari yes, by the end exactly. was loud. That's the car where I was dating that girl. That's what's, and you had me drop you off like yep. two blocks from that. Yep. It was so embarrassing. It was freezing. <laughs> and I acted like I walked. Karate kid. <laughs> Mama's karate kid dropped yeah. mom. I acted like I walked through the snow and storm. <laughs> Oh I just got dropped off <laughs> around know. the corner because it was a piece of shit. <laughs> and then one time the brakes went out on here. I had David in the car on the way to preschool, but he got there. And then I somehow got home and called my dad and, you know. Yeah, that Valari was just. And God, it would die tired. all the time. It would die. You know, it though, um, that was the that was the, the car that we were in when we were driving down Twickenham. David was little. He uh. was in his car seat. And I noticed by the time we got around Sunny Me, we were coming home from uh-huh. the north. And uh, I noticed that the engine uh, was starting to overheat. And okay. uh, I thought, man, I got to get home. I'm only a couple long blocks away. Yeah, of course. Home. So it's overheating. It spiked over on the high, hot on the little gauge there. 
uh-huh. and smoke's billowing out from it. So we're driving down to, <laughs> down Longfellow, and we turn left into our driveway. And I look, and there comes Ron from across the street. Yes, the, he with, doesn't have a fire extinguisher. You bet. And so I th- get the car in the driveway, throw it in park. Mom's dragging David's car seat, David yeah. out of the car seat. And there's Ron with the fire extinguisher, you know, and I'm popping the hood. And, and that's when I told I said, now it's just overheating. Right. So I don't think you really need to extinguish, but it was just overheating. You remember it was just, that? No. The steam oh, was blowing no, out of that thing. No, I yeah. just made, I thought, <laughs> I could see, you know, a neighbor running out of a fire extinguisher. Exactly. <laughs> you bet. Because like I said. Uh, if something's wrong with the car, I'm going to make it home. Yes. Quite yes, apparently. Regardless. You, know? <laughs> you don't call those lights on there idiot lights for nothing on your dashboard. Well, hell, I, they don't. Idiot yeah, they don't mean anything, them. though, to me. I'd leave them on. I'd cover them with black electrician's tape. <laughs> and I literally did that on that station wagon because the oil light was always on. And I took it to Smitty's. Uh-huh. Nothing's wrong. Must be a sending unit. Yeah. No, I ended up covering up with tape. See? There you go. Yeah. Problem solved. You bet. You've heard my longtime buddy Tony on previous episodes, and he also has experienced many character-building cars over the years. Next, he shares his memories of his 1988 Volkswagen Jetta. And like our Ford Mustang and Plymouth Volari, and like Annie's family vacation, his car also came in hot, and went out in flames. Speaking of of shit cars, <laughs> do you want to highlight any one of the cars that you've owned over the years? Well, I love the Jetta. So, when you think of the Jetta, man, just what what just pops in your mind? I mean, really, a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing was wrong with that motherfucker. None of the, all the screwdrivers in the windows holding the windows up. And shit. All right, so the windows would fall down and you yeah. had to prop them open. Everything was like, like even the sunroof, you had to crank the sunroof. There was no automation in this fucking vehicle at all. What year was it? 88. Ooh, an 88 Jetta and you rocked it probably 96? 95. Okay. 95. Bought okay. it off. Joey Pingala. All right, so you bought a five-year-old Jetta. Yeah. Which now sitting a five on, sitting on hammer rims. The shit was dope. So you bought the rims too. Rims came with it. Okay. Rims came with it. Uh, had uh, what twelves in the back. It was dope, dude. I uh-huh. love the motherfucker, dude. It looked fucking. I bought it when I was fifteen years old. You yeah. didn't have your license yet. Didn't when you even bought have the Jetta. it. Bought it behind mom and dad. Bought it straight up cash. Wow. Do you recall yeah. what you paid? It was like twenty three. 2300 cash yeah. for a and signed a bullshit to, contract with them and shit to buy it to buy it yep yep like i gave him a g down really and then the rest was payments yep that's and a lot notarized it and that's shit. a lot for yeah, a 15 year old working at discovery zone dude. yeah there you go fucking running that hustle and shit <laughs> selling the tokens and because you worked you worked hard man yeah, and you and hustled and we hustled. worked from a young age mm-hmm you the the Jetta was like an eighty eight. You said and mm-hmm. you drove it only. It was only a few years old, five, six, seven right. years old. And so, um, correct. Yes. Not only was it a vehicle though, but you probably made some memories in that puppy. Yep. Yep. You know, there's a lot of good memories in there. Bad memories too. Yeah. I remember pulling up to to the house after school one one day. Just pulled up to the house, turned the car off, and all of a sudden flames everywhere. It is. 
It was coming out of the, the hood or from the engine? Yeah, it was coming out of the fucking vents and shit, dude. Like actual <laughs> flames coming out of the vent. Like, everybody get out. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, got the hose. Dude, it was all sprayed inside of that fucking car. Down. I'm like, God damn it. Was it done? It was done. That was it. That was it. It was the, all the wiring and shit. How long did you have it? Do you remember? Maybe a year and a half. Not, not long. Yeah. Uh, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yep. And yeah, I guess that was a newer vehicle at that time. Think of, I'm uh, telling you. Dude, I drive a 2003. Yeah, mine's an 09. Like, My, mine <laughs> right now is 12 years old. But everybody I've met with when we've talked about a, a car that they've liked or a hoopty, um, they've all been very young. Like in the scheme of things, they're, it's like 1995. They're driving a 19... 89 it's six years old and yeah, in our my different. mind there wasn't that fucking high gouge and shit and the cars days. were shit next we talk about a mid-1980s mercury links that we used to own basically they were the sister car to the ford escort that popular hatchback from the era side note and we don't discuss it here but i thought i'd provide some context about this particular car the links this was the first car that I drove upon getting my license. Now, as you'll hear, it was not easy to drive. No power brakes, no power steering, and many other ailments. So, my friends and I, being the prepared, astute young men that we were, wanted to ensure that I could successfully accomplish the task of driving the Lynx when I got my license. So we were sure to responsibly sneak the car out at night a few times to practice driving it prior to taking my license exam. No worries to you guys out there. We definitely were responsible and we hung out very close in the neighborhood. And that practice worked because I got my license. Here are my parents and I describing the links. It's not like any of us could just swipe a card and go buy a flipping new mercedes exactly we had to make do and matter of fact one of the cars that i drove when i when i first got my license was a 19 what 85 mercury Lynx. you bet and if we did the math that means that i got my license in 94 so that car was eh, nine years old so right now it'd be like a 2012 car okay which to me yeah. would look decently new Oh, you're not kidding. My yeah. current car is a 2009 Honda Odyssey, and it looks decent. Your car is a, oh, what? It's an 11. 11. Yeah. So right now, your it car is the same. Great. Yeah, 10 years old. Could yeah. be a 12, but... Regardless, yeah. and it looks great. Yeah. This car probably didn't look great. But it was the first car that I, that I drove consistently. <laughs> this car... It was brown. Do you remember that no, those gray. gray? It was gray. It was Dark gray. gray. Dark gray. Yep. Wow. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> do you remember that the rear quarter panel on the driver's side was I always do. real dull? Yes. I that. that was obviously from was a wreck that yep. had been repaired yep. in a very shoddy paint. Oh god, yes. Yeah, awful. we bought that car from a quote unquote friend. But nevertheless. <laughs> no. <laughs> do you also remember what would happen? after a rain that vehicle uh -huh. when it rained the floor of the passenger side in front <laughs> would fill oh, with water oh 
lower. I don't. Now it didn't affect the rest of the car because of the yeah. Hump. It was just the passenger it, it was side. Just the yeah. passenger yes. side. That's you, right. The, the poor passenger would get yes, in, and there would literally slosh. be visible yes. water. <laughs> and I always figured that was just because of a, a bad windshield job. I uh-huh. mean, it was leaking at the windshield. Yes. yes. And coming down. Yes. And ends. We've heard a few similar stories about flames and smoke and heat. We'll stop it here to share a few stories about water, another of the character-building conditions that many Hoopties suffer from. First, Annie and I share fond memories of the moment that I decided I needed to step it up in cars when we were driving my 1989 Dodge Dynasty, and I looked over at my very pregnant wife and saw rainwater pouring all over her. After Annie, my longtime pal Nick shares his memories about an odorific Ford Tempo that he used to drive in college. Did I have? I had a couple hoopies with you. You had the nasty. I had the and, nasty, the nineteen, um, and the Tempo, and the Tempo. So I had the nineteen eighty nine Dodge Dynasty. I bought for seven hundred and fifty bucks <laughs> off a roommate, actually, off a of Matt when he lived here. And so I really didn't pay him anything. He just lived here for three months <laughs> for free, free. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And so, or two months, I think, rent free for 750 bucks. Yeah. And so I had a car and it only had like, I don't know, 80,000 miles on it. It was 89 Dive yeah. Dynasty. And I got it in probably 03. Yeah. Something like that. What and year was it? 1989. 89. But it was smooth. It was, it was a nice car. I liked it. Yeah. But towards the end, I think it got a little bad. <clears throat> yeah. Wasn't that the car that, that had like <laughs> um, safety pins? Oh, like, hell holding, yes. Holding up the, <laughs> it did, the fabric did. on the roof. <laughs> oh, yes, it did. It had safety pins holding up the fabric on the roof because it obviously those old school cars, the fabric just, yeah. just fell and off. And something of there. with the windows, too. I feel like the windows the, didn't work. Uh, the, I think some of the but windows were broken and they didn't work. They didn't roll down. Uh, the front, the windshield leaked when it rained really That's hard right. and it poured right in the passenger that. seat and that is when uh i that's when you were pregnant with aiden and that is when i decided that i needed to get a new car yeah because yeah. i was gonna have an infant and i had the 89 dodge dynasty and it leaked you know yeah all inside there yeah you needed and when I looked car. over and saw my pregnant wife right next to me <laughs> getting soaked with water it, you knew it was time. it was time mm. so Klimak hooked me up with a 2000 <clears throat> Honda Accord flew down to Atlanta Georgia yeah it was a 2000 I bought it for like it 4200 bucks yeah. oh it was it was one of the best cars I ever had yeah it was a good car bought it for I think 4200 bucks mm-hmm. I had it until a few years ago yeah. I drove it religiously till a few years ago and it went over 200,000 miles. Yeah. Just a great car. Yeah. Great car. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Here is Nick and I discussing his tempo, the spongy, smelly carpet, and how that, along with our nasty college apartment, shaped and molded our sense of smell. When I went to college, you had a tempo. Right. So you were a, a proud owner a of baller. a tempo as well. Dude, I was a baller. <laughs> I went from one 
I went from one beautiful, magnificent automobile to to another. <laughs> that Subaru would have been great if it wasn't such a lemon. It, you know, it had yeah. power windows and AC and all that. Yep. But, but if uh, I remember your tempo, though, it wasn't that. Oh, dude, that was it was dependable was or no? It was horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you, you don't remember thought... the rust in the door panels? <laughs> no. So both sides of the car, it was worse on the driver's side, but both sides of the car had rust <laughs> at the bottom of the door panels. <laughs> okay. And anytime it rained, water would get into the onto the floorboards of the driver's side of the car. So the, okay, the, the I thing, think I the do. Thing always smelled <laughs> atrocious. I think I yeah, it was. You couldn't get that moldy <laughs> smell out of the car because yeah. every time it rained, there would be water inside of it. <laughs> In Bloomington, it rained a lot around the winter yes. time, but it was it was like teetering rained. around freezing. It rained all the freaking time there. So yeah, it, yeah. it was disgusting. It was nasty. <laughs> it it uh, it was really hard to start. You had to you had to, while holding the key, cranking the ignition. You had to you had to push on the gas. You know, it w- rarely would it yeah. start on the first try. It would take me two or three to, to get it going. Yeah. I think, that thing was a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, okay. What year, but we, what I, year was I took it? it? I took it back and forth from Bloomington That's to South Bend say. a number of times. I mean, you. Yeah. Multiple. Right. For two, for a couple solid years, because you owned that after we graduated, Nick. I'm almost yeah. positive yeah, you I did. that. I did. You know. Yeah. That's, that's why. You know what's crazy is I sold it. For the same amount of money that I bought it for, I bought, I bought it for six hundred bucks when I was a sophomore in in, in college, uh-huh. and then yep. after we graduated, I sold it for six hundred bucks. So you drove a car for two or three years for free. Yep. But you had to smell, <laughs> dude. No you know, come to think that. of it, come to think of it, I didn't really have. I don't think I had very many repairs that needed done on that car. So it it, it was you know as far as like reliability, it served. Its it purpose. did. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was good. It served its purpose, but man, think of our, that's why my nose still runs to this day. All those smells and everything down in Bloomington, <laughs> Jesus. So you jumped in a car and it smelled like mold and then Matlock for God's sake. We have, we have and what's called, we have what's called Matlock lung. I don't, I don't know if you've heard that, <laughs> heard that medical term. That, that's what all lung. of us suffer from. <laughs> <laughs> Matlock lung. <laughs> That's why all you hear is us coughing all the time. Right? And then we go out and get in a car that has flood damage every day in it. <laughs> Back to my parents and I talking about the links and more character building lessons that it taught us. And now that car also was, in the end, one that your mom would take because I had to take yep. the good car. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I was going to say. We always had one decent, good car. Correct. But right. Then- Oh, which I usually got the hoopty. Yes, yeah. Well, you drove it less. Drove it less, and she would have to goose that thing just to get it out onto State Road Twenty Three, or to go from any stop. Yes, I learned how to brake and accelerate at the same time. Because if you let it idle, it would die. And so while the brake was was on, you had to rev the engine to keep it going. And that was before the stoplight was At Brick and 23. And anybody who's from the area knows that's a very dangerous intersection. And it was even more dangerous then because uh, it was was, was at an angle. There was no stoplight. It was 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 before it was widened. It was just, it was the Wild West. And so, yeah, that car, I 
remember having to do that with. <laughs> you could not. You could not use that car in a roundabout. No, unless you were really unless you're good. Yeah, yeah. And it didn't have power steering, and it didn't have power brakes. So at the same time, you're having to do all that. You're having to use some muscle. There's more to that car too. Isn't that the car that Timmy Kinney oh, yeah. fixed the brakes on? Uh, I don't Quote, know if it was unquote, or did it something, something to it. And where we, it didn't work. It didn't work. And then we took it to the garage on the corner of Longfellow and the Avenue right by your office. Okay. Michaels. And um, they found yeah. some of Timmy's tools yeah. in the engine. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't remember that, but I do remember. Yes. Oh my God. That's the same car that oh. we rigged up some speakers in there a little bit. You know? Oh, geez. That's the same car that the muffler eventually fell off. You remember how loud it was at all? I, there was no muffler in there. They end. all blend together. <laughs> yeah, they do. They literally do blend together. Yep. But I suppose to get out of the neighborhood, you just idle, kind of. And drive throughs, I had to turn it off. Yeah. Oh my you couldn't God. hear. Oh, <laughs> so you just turn it off <laughs> and then turn it back on and drive up. Do you remember the day we had a flat tire? I was working uh-uh. a half day that day, and we had Katie, Rachel, Dawn, I guess the three kids in the, the Mercury Lynx. The Mercury. We had just left the house. We had a flat tire, and um, you you were with us because you were just gonna. I was. You're gonna take over oh, the car, okay. and you changed the tire. And I can remember being. You're what, 16 years old. And I can remember being a little leery about here. I've got these kids in the. Yeah, car. I'd be leery too. <laughs> but, I'm still leery of if <laughs> if I changed a tire and I'm 43. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked, I mean. Hey, it must have. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the the 85 Mercury Lynx is, and, and if anybody doesn't know what a Mercury Lynx, a Ford Escort. It's the yeah. sister of the hey, Ford yeah. Escort, yep. the hatchback. Yeah. It was the, the poor sister of the, the, the hand-me-down sister of the Ford Escort. I thank you for listening to our first of two Hoopty episodes. I hope that it sparked memories of your own character-building cars over the years and when they caught on fire, flooded, or even when you had your mom drop you off around the corner from your middle school girlfriend's house because your car sounded like a tank. That's happened to everyone, right? In the second episode of the Hoopty series, you'll hear how two different Plymouth Voyager minivans were the character-building gifts that kept giving and giving and giving and giving. At the end of the episode, you'll hear my parents and I review a document, a document more famous than the Magna Carta that's even up there with the Declaration of Independence. If you like our show, please be sure to share with a friend Follow us on Facebook, Memory Mission, and on Twitter, at Memory Mission. You can also email us at memorymission at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.